Welcome to The Voice of Reason with Dr. Sonia Thompson of Arise Ministries International. Get ready to be strengthened with solid foundational truths inspired by the living word and changed by fresh revelation that will push you into a victorious life now. Welcome and thank you for joining me today on the Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, Dr. Sonia Thompson. I just want to take a moment just to appreciate those that have been sharing the podcast with others. The feedback has been incredible. Lives are being changed. And if this is your first time joining, welcome. And I pray the word of God is going to bless you today and change your life. Let's invite the Holy Spirit because he alone is the voice of reason. And I really want to dive into what God has given me and share it with you without taking up too much time. Precious Holy Spirit, we love you. We adore you. We need you. I literally rolled the red carpet out for you, for you to take your place. You take center stage. And as your word is released, I declare that it's going to come forth with great power, great revelation, great insight, and you're going to change the lives of your people. May this word burn in them. May they know that they've been in the presence of the living God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise in advance for the glory being manifested in their lives and for this word going out through the airwaves without any hindrance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Well, my friends, I am going to dive right on in to a verse of scripture uh, that just spoke so powerfully to me. And I just really wanted to share it with you. I believe it's going to help a lot of people in their walk with the Lord. John chapter one, verses one through five, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All Things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. I absolutely love the book of John, and these first five verses are just so meaty and so incredible. I'm going to share with you some things from a topic called framing your world, framing your world. I want to speak to you this morning about how to do that, how to maintain that, how to create that. The first point, and I'm teaching you today, sometimes I can be a little bit more conversational than other times, but I'm teaching you this morning. The first point I'd like to pull from this text is number one, without the word, nothing God can be formed. This is worth repeating. And I want you to have ears to hear me this time when I say it. Number one, without the word, nothing God can be formed. I'm going to let that settle for a moment. So I'm sure you realize we can form things with words, correct? But if we want our world to mirror the written word or words God has released to us, it's got to be formed by his word. That's how we get that type of outcome. We must be consistent. We must be constant. We must rehearse what he has spoken to us personally and what is written 
in faith. That's how we rehearse it. And this is what the prophets of old did. This is what New Testament saints did. Look through your scripture. You'll see that they continually brought forward things that have been spoken in the past, bringing them forward until a moment of manifestation. So without him, make the connection. Nothing God is made. Nothing can be formed and nothing of any beauty or substance is made or maintain outside of the word of God. Please know this. And this is why we have to be very careful with our words. He sustains all things. Scripture says through the word of his power. So if you're trying to sustain and maintain some things in life that God has even presented to you, you're going to have to do it with the word. Don't forget that without the word, nothing God can be formed. The second point I want to make is it says that he was in the beginning. So Jesus, whose real name, by the way, is word of God. Uh, this is a side note. You know, he became Jesus for us. He became Jesus when he came to the earth. Revelation 19, 13 says he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. Oh, I love that. And his name is called the word of God. That's his name. And in the beginning, he was the word and he is still the word. So in the beginning, God came framing the world by his words. We find that in Genesis one. And I don't need to walk you through those texts. I know you're aware of them. In the scripture, it says, God said, let there be light. Then God said, let there be a firmament, which is when he divided the waters of heaven from the waters of the earth. And he did a lot of things where he said and he saw God spoke and he saw. We have a common saying in the body of Christ that God has got it. And I want to take an eraser and take that out of your theology. No, God doesn't have it. What he's got or what he's involved in or participate in is what we release via words. So we have to create an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to brood over and to move. And it's through the word of God. He's got it when we get it. He's got it when we begin to release the word of God and rehearse the things that he has spoken to us. We have to frame the world we want if we want God involved in our world. So that second point, I said he was in the beginning. So what I'm saying is we started with the word. We continue with the word and you have to do the same thing. He was in the beginning, the same way he was in the beginning. We have to stay at the point of rehearsing the word finances and your marriage, your children, everything has to be sustained by the word of God. Psalm 103 20 says, bless the Lord, you, his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. And so what does that mean? Angels hearken to the voice of his word. In the earth, God speaks through us. I pray you are aware of this. I pray you are. He has given us dominion and he's given us power through words. We need to obey him and speak the truth of the word with faith. That's what we must do. So now the angels are hearkening to the voice of the word when we speak it. So when we speak it and we release it in faith and obedience to God, the angels hear the voice of God and they begin to move. I almost wanted to snap my finger. If I were, you know, if I were doing this in a more public atmosphere, I would do it. But that's the way they respond. And why am I telling you this? We say we know this, 
But we are so bold to speak words contrary. And then we get upset with God and we get frustrated about our circumstances because our world looks really messy like it did in Genesis one before he said, let there be light. Everything is a delusion, cloudy and messy. But we have to realize that we have to release God here through our words. That's a part of it. We must do that. We must rehearse and speak what he is speaking to frame our world. So remember that we have to remember the beginning was with the word and we sustain through the word. That was our second point. The third point is this words bring life. The Bible says in him was life and the life was the light of men. So in him, the word connect this, the person, the word and the word is an intricate part of him. It is what is in Jesus Christ. What is in him? The word. It says in him was life and the life was the light of men. So what kind of life is God talking about here in him and in his word that he's given us and whatever he speaks to us is what we call Zoe life. It is a God kind of life. It's life to the full. It's a life overflowing. Isn't that what everybody's after? Well, I'm telling you how to find it. Get in the word of God, speak the word of God, rehearse the word of God. His word, the same way he brought life in John, his word brings life. It's a life carrier. And this is not merely existing. Zoe life is not a life of merely existing. It's a life that is flourishing. It's a life that truly mirrors the word of God. It's a life, watch this, I love this, that testifies without you even speaking. Your life will give off a witness and a testimony if in fact you are working the word. It will prove that you belong to the king and point people back to him and they're gonna know of what kingdom you've come out of. I love that. And this is a life that's attractive. It's a life that's contagious. It's a life that will spread. When we speak this word and let it dwell in us, it is very, very, very attractive. And verse five, I want to read that one. That'll take us to our fourth point. It says, and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. What's the fourth point? Have expectation for change. Light brings revelation. You have to have expectation for change. It says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. So you have light in this word. Jesus came as light. His word carries light. Oh my God. The word of God is light and it is a lamp unto your feet. I don't know why people don't get it. Why in the world would I speak anything in my life that's going to bring darkness? You have a light, but for some reason, with some people, the soul is not able to lay hold or attain, appropriate or seize the word of God. And then for some others to maintain it, even though you have light. And here's an example I'll give you. It's kind of like being in a room with all of the lights on, but you walk in with your eyes closed and you to you, it's dark. It looks like it's dark. And, but the lights are on. Everybody else knows the lights are on because their eyes are open and you have to walk in expectation of revelation coming, light coming, darkness being lit up. And the Holy Spirit wants to flip a switch in your life, whatever areas are dark, whatever areas 
need change. And so, and then even when people get revelation, a lot of them will walk away. They leave the revelation at that spot or they begin to speak contrary to what they receive based on what they see with, with the natural eye, because you already know the enemy is going to come and try to snatch the word. I don't know why people don't get this. I have a podcast in that lineup. I don't remember the name of it right now, but I would love it if you'd go back and go back through some of those podcasts. I have quite a few on faith. The enemy wants to snatch the word up before it can take root. So he'll begin to bombard you with circumstances to get you to open your mouth. There you go. Using your authority to once again, bring darkness in your life. James 1, 23 through 25 says this. If anybody is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror for he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But it says he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Did you hear that? Continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. This is what we need to do. We cannot gain revelation and be like that man who looks in the mirror and say, wow, look at this revelation. And then the minute we walk away from the mirror, confusion shows up, doubt shows up. He says the only one that is going to be blessed in what he does is the one that continues in it. So we gain the revelation and then we do whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do so that we can participate in it. And then even in that 11th verse, it says that he came to his own and his own did not receive him. That can't be us. We have to have expectation when the spirit of God is moving, when the word is moving, whether we're sitting being taught or if we're someplace privately and the Holy Spirit's teaching us, we're not just sitting passively with him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. This can't be us, beloved. We cannot let the word come to us and we not receive it. So how do we overcome this? I feel like I want to stay just for a moment right here. We, we can overcome this in several ways. One, when you read or you hear, you should always ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you so you can see and hear what he desires to reveal to you. I've never opened my Bible and just read out of just reading. I don't need to be a habitual reader. I need revelation. I could read a whole chapter and get nothing. The Holy Spirit could send me to five verses in my entire life change. Ask him to tell you what he wants to share with you as you're reading. Many times I'm drawn to a particular book. We all are different, but wherever you're reading, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and show you what he wants to tell you. Because there's a lot of things we don't know in that word. Revelation turns your lights on. But once the lights are turned on, it is up to you to remain in that light, to hold on to the revelation so that it can be manifested. You have to speak what you've attained and begin to participate with the word. That's another way to overcome this area so that we don't miss it, so that we can uh, walk out the things of God. We have to speak what we have attained, what we say we've grasped and begin to participate with that word. A lot of people are good at, you'll hear me say this many times, parroting. We just copy it, but there's no power, no life to it. When you got revelation, something comes alive in you. And you have to be like Jacob and hold on to the hem of God and you don't let him go till he blesses you. You will not let this word go until it is manifested. 
So you continue to rehearse it with faith. Lord, thank you. This is what you said to me. I had a word manifest 17 years later in my life and it, it didn't seem like it took that long. I wasn't frustrated by it. I just kept rehearsing it. Lord, this is what you said. I thank you for it. I didn't fret with God about it. Like, well, why aren't you doing this? God has been 16 years. Oh no, I was patient. The promise belonged to me. He spoke it to me. I just continued to rehearse it. This is what you said, God. I declare this about me and I've already received it. And I thank you. This is my portion. And then you begin to participate with the word. What will happen is God will begin to align your life with that word so that it comes to fruition. He will bring relationships to you. He will send you different places. You'll be getting education that will bring your soul to another level. So you'll have the capacity to receive. So you got to speak what you've attained and begin to participate and don't read your Bible surface. Don't just read it surface, study, inquire, engage the Holy Spirit. I'm always asking the Holy Spirit questions. Well, how come this is like this? And oh, he answers me. Even if I don't get the answer at that moment, I'll be about my business during the day and boom, revelation comes. He will flip the light switch on and I'll grab something as quick as I can and make a note so I don't lose it and go back and meditate on that and begin to just enjoy that moment and thank the Holy Spirit that he took time to speak to me. Oh, he loves, he loves sharing secrets. He shares secrets with people who ask questions and he shares secrets with people who celebrate when he speaks. Glory to God. That may, I feel like that has helped somebody at that moment. So don't read your Bible surface, study, inquire, engage him. This is a relationship. He really wants to speak to us and whatever he gives us, we're going to pour it out in someone else's life. Revelation is never just for us. At some point in our lives, we're going to be able to share it with someone else. So what's the end result if we do all the things and the points that I've just shared with you? Our end result is that when we have framed our world with the word of God, we find the end result in the 14th verse, which I did not read of John. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. What is that end result? We get to behold the glory of God in the finished work in whatever area of our lives we've been cultivating. You heard that? Cultivating with the word. The same way Adam cultivated the soil of the garden. You know how he did that before? Before sin came, before high treason came, he cultivated it with the word. He was a speaking spirit, just like you and I are, just like God is as well. And he spoke into the atmosphere. So speak the word of God and frame our world. We will behold the glory of God and the finished work when we are framing our world with the word of God and allow him to come into the different compartments of our life. Habakkuk 2.14 says this, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Did you notice how the earth is going to be filled? with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord will only cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, as his knowledge covers the earth. As we give proof to the word, as people can see the knowledge of glory, see a people functioning in kingdom 
principles, people who speak the word of God. Others will see his glory. And this is where everything will point back to him. The word will become flesh and dwell among us. And I think that's incredible. And we'll get to behold the glory of the word of God right there in our midst, not only for us, for those around us, those that don't know him. And this is going to attract a lot of people to the kingdom of God. I pray that this word has blessed you some to help you frame your world. Remember, without the word, nothing can be formed. The second point we had was he was in the beginning. Everything has to begin with the word of God and be sustained by the word of God. The third point I mentioned was the word brings life. Don't forget that if you want life in any area, you're going to have to speak the word of God. And the last thing I said, fourth point was have expectation for change. You have to have an expectation that when this light comes and revelation comes, your life is going to change. All right, beloved, I've really enjoyed this time together. I pray that your spirit is leaping right now, that this word came alive in you and that your life is going to be changed as you take this and apply it to your life. Until next time on The Voice of Reason, God bless. Thanks for tuning in to The Voice of Reason podcast with Dr. Sonia Thompson. We solicit your prayers and support. Please visit our website at www.ariseministriesintl.com for more information about our products, ministry, or to submit your prayer request. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook at Arise Ministries INTL. Be sure to tune in again next week with The Voice of Reason.